Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Just once in a decade, in a lifetime maybe, the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord. And now for something completely different. Good morning, good afternoon, good dawn, good dusk, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to, well, the Just When You Thought You'd Had Enough Gorilla Cricket Podcasts podcast. What? I hear you ask, is that? Well, it's completely unscripted. It's completely unplanned. It's three of us sitting in our various parts of London. We still don't quite know where Not Fred lives, but uh, you've got me in South Wimbledon. You've got Grubby down the road in Tooting. And uh, where are you, Not Fred? Are you going to reveal all finally? All, all I'll tell you, it's light for another three hours. So. Oh, where could you be? My goodness me. Uh, now, well, I say it's completely unscripted, but of course, there has to be a kind of a script um, or a little bit of, you know, something to prompt you, I suppose. Now, one thing that struck me as curious today, and you may have seen this, all, well, in the last uh, ooh, few days, is that bizarrely, there is a bank advertising at the moment. And on it, they have gorillas playing cricket. Now, is that remarkable? And if it's not remarkable, can you think of a more remarkable cricket-based advert? Well, I think we need to approach them. Uh, our marketing team need to get onto them um, forthwith. See if we well, can have uh, a, a strategic tie-up. I, I, well, we should I, bring know. in our marketing expert, who's the third of our triumvirate here today. Uh, um, we haven't yeah, introduced well, yes, yes. anyone, have you? So uh, was, quite... was I supposed to do that? Well, of course, I'm Gorilla Hendo. Everyone knows me. And uh, beneath me on the screen, um, although you may not be able to see this because it's a podcast, is Grubby, whose who's beard, beard is getting sort of commensurate length with the top of his head. It's mm. extraordinary. You could He's got an enormous a small mattress and he, with that. You could. It's absolutely incredible. But he looks very relaxed and uh, very happy. And then on sort of above That'll be the gin. Grubby. That'll be the gin, yeah. Well, it has to be. Uh, above him is the man they love to hate, the 600-pound man-child. It is indeed none other than not Fred Titmus. 
Um, oh, I thought, you like thought, thought Ditch was in the room. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, it's you. Um, you got, you got, a, have you got a mountain of tacos in front of you? No, I haven't actually, and I haven't even got a drink to hand. Uh, oh, is, well, I've, I have. I've, got I've nice worked this out very tea. badly, so we'll have oh. to have a break at some point. And for some do, refreshments, do, do, do. I have not seen this right, advert so in question. I don't yeah. want to mention who it's by because I mean, Gr Grubby is a marketing and an advertising expert, so he must be on the ball with this one. Um, you know about yes, this one, guys? I, I could, I could indeed tell you who it was, but given that I work for a rival bank, oh yes, uh, in their marketing department, I probably shouldn't. And but thinking of other cricket commercials, another another one springs to mind for another bank, uh, which is known in this country for long-term sponsorship of various competitions. And you'll remember, or perhaps you won't, but maybe I'll jog your memory that they employed the services of one Michel Vaughan, uh, not too long after he retired. Um, and they put him undercover, didn't they? The undercover club oh, cricketer. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, and I do. Yes. The, not that this is quiz night tonight, but I will give either of you two points if you can remember the pseudonym, the name oh. that they gave to the Michael Vaughan character. You remember he, he, he wore all the, the, all the rubbery face and the nose and everything. And he's, I think he scored about 28. Yes. Uh, looked, really, looked really good and then uh, nicked off behind. So it didn't I, quite yeah. Like yeah, and he had a, yes, had this terrible long hair, didn't he? It was like sort of yeah. a, a really bad Australian mullet. Well, I never um, saw this advert, but it's, it sounds perilously like a Jeremy Beadle stunt. I mean, that's how bad no, it yeah, sounds. It was, well, it, was, it was like that a bit. Well, I'm a bit worried about you, Fred, that you, you know, a man who professes to know so much about the world um, that you have not seen either of these adverts. Um, I'm not much of an ad man, to be honest. Uh, and oh, you don't watch telly, do you? Only even during this telly. lockdown, I don't think I've watched any television that postdates around 1988. Oh, really? Yes. I'm watching like the Sweeney and Minder and uh, the occasional professionals. I, uh, I always thought that when they show those programs, they should show the ads that were happening accompanied the them. Yeah. So you, you could have oh, yes. can reach the parts other beers cannot reach, which is obviously... still going, isn't it, though? No, it's illegal to say that now, because you can't suggest that consuming alcohol makes you more successful or more sexually appealing or anything like that. Even though we well, all know it does. It. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, you're allowed, it, it, imagine that, you're not allowed to tell the truth in advertising. If I didn't have alcohol, neither of you would be sexually attractive to me. But since you have. But since I have. And as you can see, I've got um, various pairs of goggles on, actually. I've got three <laughs> pairs of glasses on. Which ones uh, are the beer ones? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, you don't want to get the wrong one, do you? Because that would be, that could cause all sorts of problems. So, yeah. You, you, ideally, know. you want the glasses that make us look slightly less attractive than we are in reality. So that if you do make uh, yes. a clumsy lunge, uh, at, least, yes. uh, at least your expectations will be um, met. I suppose uh, are these lunges. Are these gorillas any good at cricket? Well, actually, what they are, what they are is uh, kind of in a way a bit like us. They're kind of dressed up as gorillas. I think that the whole point of the advert is that they go to the zoo. So people go to the zoo and they look in and they see basically these guys dressed up as gorillas. And then they start playing cricket. And this is sort of an anti-fraud message, basically. And the is bloke it? says, one of the blokes says at the end, oh, I auditioned for the otter. Um, <laughs> it's quite a good line. It's quite, quite, quite funny. Is it Ian Lomax of the Lancashire Action Group in the Gorilla um, Oh, well, that, he hasn't actually mentioned that to me. I suppose it could be. Um, I suppose we need to get on to him, really. He's gone big time. Has he gone big time? Has he well, gone he big must time? Yeah, obviously, the Lancashire Action Group newsletter is the gateway to greater things in the, in the world oh, of the, advertising. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, let's go back to M Michelle Vaughan and um, his pseudonym in that game. I think it was Lance somebody. Any no. advance on that? Uh, Any well, advance on Fred. Lance? No, no. No, no point asking not Freddie. Not, not no, but I thought you called him Michel Vorm, which was... Um, Vorm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> new new, new goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
no, well, I'll, I'll reveal all unless you've got any advance on Lance. Uh, reveal. Lance. Yeah, go on, reveal it. Reveal it. Someone's going to tell me. Forgotten, haven't you? You've forgotten. Sure it's Gary Watson. Oh, Gary God. Watson. Gary Watson. I would think it'd be more funny. And, and it'd be much more funny it would have been much better if it had been Gary Wilson. And if, if nobody had recognised Gary Wilson, that would have been hilarious. No, but if, if Tony was uh, commentating on that game, he would have called him Gary Wilson for the whole game, even though he wasn't actually playing. Well, he would probably call him Nala like he did in Ireland. Actually, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, which is uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't um, we shouldn't say about our absent absent colleagues. Um, uh, what we should say, of course, is while we're doing this um, uh, particular new podcast, um, this is just a sort of it's not an antidote exactly, but we think that uh, the current podcasts that we have are very erudite and uh, very interesting and very serious, and we just thought, well, we would just do something a little bit different, which is us just being us, I suppose. Yeah, I uh, think um, people. Uh, who listen to us regularly like to think that um, what goes on in the green room is um, many hours of great conversation. Um, mm. And that's what perhaps what we're trying to recreate here. And if we talk for about six or seven hours and we, then we remove all the libelous bits, um, we should yeah. get about 15 or 20 minutes worth of, uh, of good copy. I would have thought. I don't know if there'll be as much as that, to be honest. And, <laughs> and, and to, you know, we've really, we know we'd have to lay into some people, wouldn't we, to be honest. If it was yeah, I've got, be, I've got a little list. Genuine stuff. I've got a list. I've got a little list. Yeah. Seven hours your, who's, who's on your little list then? Well, um, I was going to talk about, um, we ought to discuss gorilla cricket because that, that's, that's the reason we all know each other. I don't think we would have probably have met uh, had it not been for gorilla cricket. We don't have any friends in common some of us don't have any friends at all um, <laughs> but uh, there have been some some occasionally entertaining moments uh, off screen at gorilla cricket or sometimes just slightly behind the screen hendo's looking very worried as i mentioned this but uh, i am actually because i can't remember any of them i was asleep for most of them well that's true and those those moments have provided great hilarity but uh, i'm remembering a time when i was on air with a guest that we had who'd, who'd come all the way from india um and who was who joined us on the sofa and it was in it was in the first the first series we did from sydenham and uh he was a long time listener and he'd, he'd come to england and he joined us um on the uh, the commentating chairs and he was enjoying himself let's be honest he was enjoying himself and he was relaxed and he was having a drink and uh, he was having another drink and before we relaxed knew it as a newt before we knew it he had uh, he had gone from being vaguely understandable to being completely blind drunk in about four minutes did you say uh, before we newt yeah, I was on ball by ball at the time. I can't remember if there were there were three of us on. I think there were, um, and I was sending frantic text messages to you, Hendo, in the green room, saying, "You were, save get us, him get him off, do something, do something. This is getting worse." And I was getting no response whatsoever. Hendo just looking, going, ha, ha, ha. Hendo, leave him. The Hendo does not know how to answer his text messages or even to find them. So uh, I may not have known at that point. I do, of course, know now. Uh, Although I have had some interesting technological problems in the last week, I have to say. But there you go. Anyway, carry on. And it's, it's an, I mean, there's not much of a happy ending or even any sort of a funny ending particularly. But um, the fact that um, I put my faith in Hendo into trying to rescue the situation, I've since learned that that was not the thing to do. Uh, get the bear wherever he is, uh, get him to sort it out and he'll do it in 10 seconds. Don't text Hendo is the motto. Well, how, I mean, how did, how did that day wind up then? Because um, I was listening, actually. I think well, I we got him... I think he was in a coma out. by the end, day's end, wasn't he? Well, the, well, the curious thing was, and, and, and those of you, I mean, it's not a big secret who is. We won't actually mention him by name because he might listen to this anyway. And yeah. uh, then he'll probably for come the last time. For the last, for the last <laughs> time, yes, exactly. He'll be off to Gorilla Cricket South Africa again, won't he? Uh, but uh, basically, he was, uh, I tell you, listener, he was, uh, he was drinking from a bottle, which I thought was water. 
And oh, water tends to look somewhat like vodka. And uh, that's what it turned out to be. Um, I don't know. He, he put away a lot, didn't he, in that morning? Half a bottle or so. At what yeah. point um, did he fess up that it was vodka? Oh, I don't. I think maybe it's just my stupidity. Um, I don't think that he was trying to hide the fact that it was vodka. Oh, put it this uh, way, Grubby. It, it, it became apparent. Right. Was it where you were trying to wake him up when once he'd gone comatose and someone uh, just he did called a whiff of his open top? He, he did He's, sleep it off uh, for for many, many, many hours. Uh, either yeah. that, or we went, we went over to say, "What is in this?" tap and uh, obviously turned it on and thought so well oh, this is tremendous getting getting vodka pumped straight to sydenham that would be a extraordinary thing so so grubby you, i think you've spent a little bit less time at gorilla cricket uh, uh, than than the two of us um well, sometimes but, it feel long, feels longer yeah oh yes yeah, it does stretch into into many many years but um what, what were the funny incidents that you can recall that have uh, happened on or off screen or on or off mic over the years well i i was um I, was, I still feel like a bit of a, a newbie sometimes. And then I, I recall that I made my debut back in 2016. So it's not exactly yesterday. You're but, fresh um, mate as far as I'm concerned. Thank you very much. And uh, it, sometimes I have to be in, in a certain set of company to, to get the sort of compliments that I, I would like. Uh, it's like going to my old man's golf club where he sits there with a load of 80-year-olds and uh, people call me young man. It's, oh, nice. Uh, young man. Very, very, very much a similar sort of thing. So anyway... Um, yeah, I, I'd, uh, I'd written a piece, um, I've mentioned this on air about four or five hundred times, but I'd written a piece in The Independent um, in which I had talked about uh, my love of commentary, sports commentary generally. Uh, and in that, I, I talked about some of the, what I call the new kids on the block, uh, one of which was Gorilla. Although at the time, I recall when I wrote it, because um, I used to listen back in the, in the sofa days, and as far as I knew when I was writing this piece, um, it had ceased to be, much like our dead parrot. Um, mm. and, and so in, in my extensive research, I, I, I did a bit of Googling, um, <laughs> I realised that um, Sofa had become this thing called Gorilla Cricket. And I thought, praise the Lord, how marvellous. And I, I wrote this um, article in praise of you and some other people uh, and tweeted it to you. And then um, I was doing a bit of work in Barcelona at the time. And I remember getting this direct message back saying, uh, oh, thanks for the nice mention. Um, you should come in one day. And I thought, yeah, that sounds good. God, we were so desperate. Said, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone you'd never met. Yeah. Um, and um, so I said, yeah. And then I tipped up 20, 23rd, 24th of June. It was the day after the referendum, which we'll not get into, but it was the day after the referendum, just to pinpoint it in your, uh, in your uh, memory. Um, and uh, I tipped up, walked, walked in the, what is now the studio, but at the time was the sort of green room, if you like. Uh, and there was Bear um, rolling one of his funny cigarettes on the desk. And he looked at me, um, a bit bleary-eyed, and I thought, oh, these are not my sort of people. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had a thoroughly lovely day. Uh, it was a one-day international against Sri Lanka. Uh, my first bit of ball-by-ball ball was a wicket. <laughs> oh, first ball? Flunk it bowled. Um, oh, I should have looked this up before. Was it, was it, was it um, Matthews? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, first, first of all, so I thought, well, I have a whale of a time. Anyway, it was only sort of months later when I was uh, recounting this story to, to Bear, among others. And Bear looked at me and he just said, be honest, Grubby, I'd forgotten you were coming in. <laughs> that does happen. That does happen quite a lot. So, yeah. I, I just thought I was getting a lovely welcome and people could feel they, they could do whatever they wanted in front of me. I was already welcomed into the bosom, the ample bosom of Gorilla. Uh, but no, he just forgot an hour coming. Well, nowadays, know, think... nowadays the rosters are, are, are much more carefully managed. I don't think you'd have slipped through the door uh, without knowing the right passwords. Yeah, I right. do think that I do think there is some sort of signal. I think uh, between you know, if you are a natural gorilla, if you're part of the tribe, you know, you come in 
and it's almost like you know you just click your fingers and think he'll do or she'll do and i think we had that sort of feeling with um with nobody uh, nobody no actually uh, no i think we did my first stint of ball by ball commentary was actually when we were from the studios in central london under the oh, indeed. post office tower or whatever it's called now and uh, it was absolute mayhem because there was a chap there who wasn't supposed to be there um, because Ooh. he was working for another organization at the time oh yes oh yes uh, and he was pretending to be a south american uh, gorilla guerrilla um, guerrilla and he was also Hell wrapped yeah. head to toe in green felt because that way he wouldn't Some show up. <laughs> he wouldn't Some show he up on the, uh, on the green screen. Yeah, it was a good look. I think it's, it's something he should he should consider for the future. <laughs> Had he uh, stolen a small child's Subutio set? Well, uh, the bear dug it out of somewhere, but it was the it was the green screen background so that he shouldn't appear on on uh, either uh, on video as himself or on audio as himself. And um, he'd had a few. It's fair to say. Uh, and I was trying to do my first ever ball by ball commentary uh, in this game, and I kept being interrupted by a man who was making a noise that was a cross between Che Guevara and Idi Amin uh, sitting oh, on my left, uh, who wouldn't let me finish a sentence. Um, and uh, that's pretty much true of every time I've met him since, actually, as well. But uh, it was it was a baptism by fire, and uh, well, to obviously, be fa- obviously came through. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked me back. Or did well, you? To be f- well, no, no, actually, we didn't. To be fair, turned up again. To be fair, <laughs> you had a sort of you had. I mean, to be, to be honest, Grubby sort of jumped in and just uh, seized the day, really. Whereas you were a bit more surreptitious, weren't you? You sort of used to sort of crawl along and sort of sit outside the jet lag and see if anyone would talk to you and eventually we had to because we just not quite because um, some of the people uh, were sort of friends of friends and we had some friends in common and um, we used to meet up for the occasional post-match drink i remember sitting there with a guy i didn't really recognize with a big bushy beard and uh, norcross was going into this bizarre rant about how Pakistan had pulled somebody out of the leagues to play a test match in England in 1987 or whatever it was oh called Etishamuddin, who opened the bowling. He was about he was about 17 stone and he bowled about 63 miles an hour and he was their opening bowler. And he, he gave this long, uh, well, it was a typical Norcroftian story about how terrible he was. And then finally he, he paused for breath and the, the bearded little chap in the corner said, he got me out. It was Graham Fowler. Oh, that was Graham Fowler. <laughs> it was great, yeah, and he's not been the same since. <laughs> I thought um, he, was, he, he removed his beard and said, and it was, I am Etisham. No, it wasn't. It was oh, Graham Fowler, who, that, who indeed was, uh, I think, LBW to Etisham for about 15 um, when he should have been cashing in big time against the lousy attack. But, uh, oh, that's, that, he, needs, that's... he needs to talk to Gary Watson about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, that, that's that's kind of worrying. Uh, he also when 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 that crazy game Surrey against Lancashire in um, 1990, I think it was when sort of 800 played 900 uh, mm. on an absolute road at the Oval. I think Graham Fowler was run out for about 15. Mm. So he, he he has to be fair, he has missed out on some. Well, there was of course. I mean, that was a, that was a game which Neil Fairbrother got 300 and something, wasn't it? 366. Off the top of my head. Is that the uh, Steve O'Shaughnessy game? No, uh, Ian Gregg got 291 in response. Uh, it was the first game of the season, I think, at the Oval, when they'd reduced the seam on the ball to nothing in 1990, after ha- having had a very proud seam in 1989 and nobody scored a run. Uh, 1990 was the year of the bat, and uh, like about, I don't know, many, many people scored 2,000 runs in the championship seasons, which gives you some idea of... Uh, how tough it was for bowlers, um, but uh, yeah, there's been some odd, some odd good, good 
moments uh, that have happened off camera. And there was one I remember that happened on camera, but I hadn't realised I was on camera. Do you remember we did that game at the at Lords? It was a big event for us. We did a charity yeah. game between the West Indies and the rest of the world um, for some remarkable and abject reason. It has the status of a full T20 international, even though it was a it was a pub game, to be honest. And there are um, big ones. Uh, it was uh, I I wasn't really enjoying it because I thought the whole thing was a bit of a uh, I, it was just sounded it was a bit fraudulent as far as I was concerned. But um, it was a big it was a big day for guerrilla cricket because we were happy to be there, happy to be doing it. And uh, I was I was on air, and Tony was sitting next to me on jingles, and he he rather got lost in his notes as he, he can do occasionally. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's fond of, he's fond of uh, doing some fond of a note. <laughs> preparatory work. And uh, I would, you know, the ball would get hit for four as it did virtually every ball. And I would finish the sentence waiting for him to play the jingle and there'd be silence after a couple of seconds. I'd just carry on and do the next ball. And after about three balls of this, um, I looked over to him just to see what was going on. And um, he was he was buried deep in his notes, looking for somebody's highest T20 score at Lords, you know, in a charity game. Mm. Um, and of course, the next ball went for four again, and nothing happened. And <laughs> I just leaned over behind him, and I, I sort of did that fake thing where you're pretending to throttle somebody um, because I was getting a little bit frustrated. And as I was doing it, I suddenly remembered, oh yes, we are on camera as well, aren't we? Broadcasting to the world from our commentary box. So it wasn't just a case of, uh, you know, a silent throttle. It was the whole world Ooh, watching me attempting to... I bet you got, I bet you got to... some letters. Oh, yes. Yes, points of view. <laughs> points of view. Yeah, Barry of took. View. He was, uh, why, he was oh, overwhelmed. Why, oh, why? Can't we yeah. have more snooker on TV? But <laughs> yes, I am mad. Well, we would do that now, to be fair. We, we'd cope well, with that. Well, you've reminded me, um, the, the Ireland-Pakistan uh, test match, which we go on about uh, ad infinitum because it was very exciting for us as well, being the official audio broadcaster for that uh, inaugural Ireland men's test match at Malahide. Um, I was in the confu box at one point with, um, uh, with Nakul and Atif. And Atif was um, waxing lyrical about his beloved Pakistan, just as Mohammed Amir managed to skittle someone. I think he bowled him through the gate, if memory serves me right. And Atif, who was already in a fairly highly excited state, uh, just in slow motion, you know, in slow, someone just knocked something over in slow motion. It was just a little innocent cup of water. But of course, it goes all over the deck laid out in front of us. And we're all sitting there just looking at it going, oh, this is quite amusing. Meanwhile, Bear comes in after about 10 seconds going, fucking mop it up. <laughs> mop it and, up. Uh, uh, <laughs> mop it up. Mop it up. Fucking mop it. I think we're, possibly is exactly word. Um, Atif had no interest in mopping anything up other than soaking up the... Uh, <laughs> The, the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> that was marvellous. That was my highlight of the test match, really. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. in typical gorilla, gorilla fashion, if the desk would have exploded then, that would have been quite funny. That would have been a <laughs> well, great I, end to our inaugural well, test match. Well, well, it was well, I, 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 overall. well, the final day. Was it the final day when the, when the thunderstorm came in, or was it the... Um, yeah. It was day, day two, actually. I think. Was it day two? Yeah. No, no, well, day, no, no, day no, one, no. Day one was rained off. Washed out. Yeah, washed out, yeah. And then we, then um, we, do we have a truncated day two? I can't I think remember. We, I think that was when the lightning was, because I think yeah. the rest of the time, um, it was beautiful weather. Days three yeah. and four were, were absolutely perfect. And five, had Ireland managed to hang on for another maybe 45 minutes or an hour, it might have got rained off. They might have got away with the draw. But uh, it, it did rain, but it wasn't, it wasn't the thunder that was attacking well, the press box. Well, people don't realise that um, we, we left, most of us left the... Um, the box that we read, which is over over the other side of the uh, field from 
from where the uh, main press were assembled. And we'd all gone running and take shelter in that. And the poor old bear was sitting in there, sitting there on his own, with surrounded by metal and uh, <laughs> electrical equipment. Well, I, just expect, iron. I just expected to see an explosion as I was in the distance from over in the uh, sun of the bear's got I just see the bear flying through the air. And, uh, uh, he would have, really looked down, would have landed well. He would have looked down at his roll-up and said, yeah, good shit, this. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Now, 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 well, let's just move on from that because I, I don't know if I, I set you a little task earlier today and I don't know whether you... Oh, you um, did. I did. Did you see my task and have you carried it out? Yep. You have carried. Uh, oh, I have no idea about this task. What task are you talking oh, about? Oh, you have no idea about this task. Oh. I, I sent you, I sent you a uh, uh, WhatsApp message saying you to, telling you to find um, a tweet of the day, a cricket-related tweet of the day. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did see that, but I did ignore it. But I did see you it. ignored yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, we'll ignore you and we'll go to Grubby. Did you do it? Well, I've got a couple of offerings here. Um, I've taken your brief uh, at its word and then mm. ignored half of it. Okay. Um, uh, so I've, I've looked for a cricket-related story. Um, okay. And because um, a lot of a lot of cricket tweets are a bit earnest. Like I even oh, yeah. went to our, our good friend Foxy Fowler, and uh, he, he's he's doing things like congratulating Piers Morgan on his stance against Trump and stuff like that. And I think that's not what we're going to be talking about today. However, something a bit more lighthearted. That's the is, official um, podcast. That's yeah. <laughs> that's us, the, yeah. the Joffre the Joffre Archer story about um, he's moved house and he temporarily oh. lost his um, World Cup winners medal. That's and, right. Uh, it's on the, on, it says the old saying goes that a missing object is always in the last place you look. Well, obviously, obviously. <laughs> once you found it, it's no point carrying on looking in my experience. But that's by the by. That's by the by. Um, so he's moved house and he suddenly thought, oh, where's my medal? Well, I had a sleepless night. And then he, he did a tweet out. This is where it is on brief. And there was a tweet that went with it uh, where he says, randomly searching the guest bedroom and boom. You went randomly searching, were you, Joffre? <laughs> you were actively seeking. But anyway, and it just made... It just made me think of other instances uh, in cricket history where something has gone missing. And you might think of uh, Steve Waugh's hook shot. Mm. Not seen much cutting, after 1993. Cutting. That is cutting. Well, it's not literally cutting, but that is as a cutting barb from you there. Uh, uh, Andrew, Johnny Bairstow's forward defence. Mm. Andrew Flintoff's dignity. Uh, 2006. Joe Denley's ability to keep a bat alongside pad rather than about or, a foot away from it. Or to catch a ball. Or to catch a ball. Yes, I thought yeah. you might come up with that one. God. Um, what, what other things? Well, other actually, things? there is a bit of, of cricket news that has emerged today, um, which is that Umar Akmal has been given a three-year oh, yeah. ban by Pakistan. I know we're, we're verging into serious territory here, but, oh, I mean, it's not. I mean, it is Pakistan cricket, so it is laughable. So we can have a laugh about it. But, I mean, if he's got a three-year ban, I mean, you know, he could miss three or four months. Yeah. <laughs> Until, yes, that's true. You know, yes. li- the average life ban of Pakistan cricket, you know, lasts for about know, seven months or something before it's overturned. But uh, Anna, is he busy playing very much? I mean, we haven't got knuckle to run in from next door. Well, I like don't. That. Do you know? Funny enough, he, I, I, pi- I must have bypassed that tweet. I saw Saj Saj Sadiq of um, what what Pak Passion name of that website? Yeah. Pak Passion, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of tweets from him today, and and something about Umar Akmal as it just sort of passed passed me by, and I I just thought he must be sort of reminiscing. I didn't realise that actually. Uh, something of you know important that happened today. Oh Not yeah, that time I was mentioned in the theme tune of Gorilla Cricket. That's his yeah. highlight. That's his career that highlight. His highlight. It's a bit like um, who, who was the was the FA Cup went missing once? Didn't was didn't it? And it, it was, was stolen before the '66 World Cup, and it was found by Pickles. Was it, uh, was it Pickles the dog? <laughs> it Pickles was, was Grubby uh, as uh, a very, a <laughs> joke, a joke very close to both of our hearts from a, a BBC surely, show that nobody remembers. Joffre Archer could have come up with a better one. He's found it in his um, his spare room. I mean, he really, you know, if it, 
if he had any imagination, he would have had a dog walk up to the front door, or stand on its hind legs, ring the bell, and have his medal in its mouth, or even round its neck. Maybe that would have been that would have been stylish, yeah. wouldn't it? I think that, you know, just finding it in his spare room is a bit. It's a bit of an anticlimactic uh, feel for that story. I have to say, well, he could have made a lot more of that story, couldn't he? I mean, it, he could have done with the, with the finding of the medal. You know, he could he created a far more interesting narrative around it. Mm. That, was, that, that, that worries me, though. Does that mean that Joffrey Archer is just he's just cricket? You know, if he if he if he was a sort of more rounded individual who's uh, you know seen a bit of life, as they always say, you know, the press always loves someone who's seen a bit of life. Wouldn't that wouldn't that have been better? He would have come up with something a little bit more um, fun. No, should, just stick to bowling, mate. I suppose when you're that good at it, you, yeah. I suppose you can really, can't you? Um, so so you didn't look up you didn't look up a tweet then, uh, Fred. No, but uh, I, means... I rescued myself by talking about Umar Akmal. So I'm, uh, oh, okay. In, well, well, in that case, I was a little bit concerned with Joffrey Archer's medal that the bear might have nicked it because um, uh, <laughs> he was at the World Cup final and when he was leaving, he was sort of looking around for, for souvenirs and I was, I was hoping oh. that Joffrey Archer's medal wasn't, wasn't one of them because that would have been quite embarrassing. So but also the opportunity. Story. We've just been watching a bit of uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, he had the opportunity, possibly yeah. had the motive. We know he's a, he's a, he's a magpie of a man. You're using your um, little grey cells there, Grabby. Yeah, yeah, we, mon ami. Yeah, well, you know, I guess on the basis that, that uh, Joff, sorry, not Joffrey, Joss Butler sold his or auctioned his um, yeah. sweaty World Cup final shirt off for 66 grand the other day, uh, albeit for the NHS and a fine cause, I, you know, I... I think if, if Bear had managed to get his paws on that medal, uh, well, it could have solved all of Gorilla Cricket's financial problems. Well, it's selfish yeah. not to commit the crime, really. I think so. I think well, so. He would have had some difficulty um, when it comes to the provenance of uh, said item. I think it might have only been, you know, that might have dampened down the value slightly because uh, he think- couldn't have actually proved that he, it was given to him in a drunken stupor by Mr. Archer later on that night. It probably I heard he wasn't. planted it in his spare room earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. only we knew where exactly. to look. A replica. <laughs> a replica. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to move on from, uh, I'm going to move on from Joffrey Archer. And I'm going to tell you that I did do the thing that I told everyone to do because I'm a good boy and I, I, I obey myself. Um, <laughs> my tweet of the day was um, Cricket Badger, who sort of, connected to one or two of us in a sort of very peripheral way and i'm sure would come on the program if he was down in uh, down in this neck of the woods um responded to the fact that there is um a particular other podcast uh, recently produced saying i'd rather punch myself in the face than listen to a harry gurney podcast uh, can, we, can we all be agreed on that uh, i thought you wanted us to um no, to replace no, harry gurney's name with somebody else's to... well that might be enough <laughs> that might be a good game actually <laughs> But there's too many of those, I would imagine. Well, especially but, since uh, we're the alternative Gorilla Cricket podcast. You know, we don't want to slag off the official Gorilla Cricket podcast, do we? I think we should put this out under an assumed name. And uh, maybe it's a, bit, you know, it's a bit like, you know, you two playing in a, in a pub um, or, you know, one of those big bands. Oh, I want to do it very quietly. I think the visuals are an integral part of this, don't you not know think? Uh, well, I think certainly, certainly with my my varied um, my varied eyewear, very I think vocal. that, uh, <laughs> that would be, I don't have very 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 focals. Therefore, I have to have three different pairs because when I look at my sheet in front of me and then I look at you, um, obviously, if I you know I have to keep switching them around and it's yeah. beer goggles for me. You remember beer goggles? Oh, beer goggles, yeah, beer goggles. Hang on, where are they? Oh, I think I may, may have put them down somewhere. Get um, your sheet also, together, Hendo. 
the other thing, of course, you get with what you get with um, with having the uh, the visuals, as you can see, um, my late uh, deceased, not late podcast, late um, cat on the wall um, behind oh. me. What was it said before. cat's name? Said the cat's name was Barry. Oh, well, that's a, it's, it's not a very cat name, name, is it? Well, it was especially because she was a girl. <laughs> oh dear. I love. Yeah, we didn't know people's names for cat. I didn't know uh, that you had a Barry. Um, I, I like to think that Douglas, my, our cat, is uh, very much in that vein. Douglas, crack, cracking name, Douglas. It has to be said. Yeah, send, send us a picture over of your dead cat, and I'll see if Douglas likes the look of her. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit late for him, unless he's into We're really weird stuff. Cat blind dead date. <laughs> Here on the alternative. Turning ones podcast. into twos since 2015. <laughs> dead cat bounce. What was dead cat bounce? Was that some sort of film? Or was that a book? I can't remember now. Or was that just a phrase? Uh, no, it's just problem. old people trying to remember things. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, there is that problem. Maybe when we get to that point, we should just, I don't know. You know how in Monty Python, they just used to go, and they yeah, cut across a, something, a, wouldn't they? A large yeah. foot would come down and stomp That's on everything. Right. Whose foot? Well, I suppose we need the bear's foot, really, don't we? Have you, uh, have you got uh, more I would of that, not want uh, the bear's foot stomping down on me. <laughs> well, possibly not, possibly not. Have you got more of that tweet, Hando? Was that it? Was uh, it just no, that was it. That was it. I, yeah, just, yeah. I just wondered whether, you know, whether we might get into a serious discussion about how much we find harry gurney annoying um i mean i know if annie was here she would be leaping on it but um do you, do you find him do you find well, him i mean a bit of a pest i would say that most sportsmen look at their sport through the prism of what they do and what they do or what they think they do well um if you ever had the good fortune to listen to Brian Marwood's commentaries uh, on football <laughs> about 20 years ago, he would just keep telling them to get it wide because that's what he did. He sat on the touchline <laughs> uh, and he wanted the ball. So a lot of sportsmen, when they when they start talking about their sport, just just look at it through um, what you know how it would affect them or how it is affecting them. And Harry Gurney, like a lot of bowlers, um, would like to get a lot of money for doing as little work as possible. Um, instead of having to bowl 22 overs into the wind in a day of county championship, you know, if you have to bowl three and a half hours in three and a half overs in the hundred or whatever it is, um, thank you very much. Good money. Um, and, and I'm off sticking my feet up after my, uh, my 20 minute ice bath. So it's a bit harsh to have a go at, um, cricketers for not looking at the, uh, perspective of uh, cricket in general. Um, but that's incredibly even handed of you. I mean, what on earth is going on? Uh, has something happened to you during lockdown? Well, you know, I'm actually, uh, I'm well known for a my, kind, my fair handedness. And I, I, what I would say is it's okay for him to think like that, but um, all sensible th people should think otherwise. People well, with the game's of, interest at heart. Well, when this you, is getting a bit you, serious. Can we talk about people oh, yeah, whose, whose oh, yeah. wigs fallen off and things like that? <laughs> well, talking of that, I suppose what we should do is we should trail the, the, the new great guerrilla cricket competition that's coming up very shortly. Ooh, yes. uh, that means when we've all got ourselves into gear and worked out a schedule, uh, one or two people have been privy to some uh, run-throughs. And of course, this is the, this is the Dick Weller Broad Owzat Trophy. Owzat Trophy. You've got to say it like that. Owzat. 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 Um, or Owzee. Um, because we are going to have, over the next few weeks, 15 games of Owzat cricket. And if people don't know what Owzat cricket is, it's, it's a dice game. And um, we've got some fantastic teams to take part. And each of the gorillas, or not each of the gorillas, but those gorillas that are taking part, um, have a team of their own. Uh, Grubby has the Hair Weave 11. Um, I think uh, Fred has got the... the uh, How the fuck did these the, lot play for England 11? That 11. Yep. And I've got the Fat Boys 11. 
no comment, I hope. Uh, we've also got the Beardy 11. Uh, Roger's going to take control of that. Uh, we've got the Bespectacled 11, which is being controlled by Tony Bishop. Nakalem Pandy has got the One Test Wonders. Now, he confused me about this because I thought One Test Wonders, you know, we, we tend to think, oh, we only played One Test and he was rubbish and blah, blah, blah. But these, this is One Test Wonders with a difference. This is real One Test Wonders, as in ones that have done well in their One Test. Um, and that's a little bit different, isn't it? Oh, was that different. fellow who hit 100 for the West Indies and never played again? That's the one. That's uh, the one that no one can pronounce. Is he the captain? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, Andy, Andy Gantome, it was, I believe. That's, he that's, died a couple of years one. ago. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. Uh, oh, and the other one is the Ginger 11, which um, I was looking around through the team and I thought, well, he got a wicketkeeper and it had Johnny Bairstow down. But there Wolf. you go. Uh, and they still haven't got a wicketkeeper. Yeah. Oh, then you ask the question again. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I just want to say um, that's a trail for what's coming up uh, if you watch our social media and various channels. Uh, you will find that we will It's tremendously exciting considering it's the bear, um, a little piece of lead and a soup bowl. Yes. Yes. But it's incredible. I mean, the other day... Don't big it up too much, Fred. The other day, and I've never seen this done in Alzat. I've never seen this happen in Alzat. Shane Warne was bowling to Ian Botham and Raheem Cornwall. Oh, let me guess. What and happened? No, no, oh, okay. you'll be wrong. Whatever you what, guess, Were there six threes in an over? Yes! Oh, you watched it, you bastard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. That, that, oh, it, that slightly reminded me, uh, reminded me of when I got drafted into the firsts of my team for uh, an oh. emergency. Um, when I was, uh, I, I mean, I, was never, I would never have fitted into the, the firsts in that club under any circumstances. But um, I was a little bit older as well. And for some reason, I, I was batting quite high. And I had a really good batsman at the other end. And it... Uh, his first ball, he's laced it through the covers quite nicely. It's not going to get the boundary. And he's, he's going, eh, come on, two. And I go, all right, set off for two. And then the throw comes in, it misses the stumps. And then we had to do an all-run four, uh, the first ball having got out there. And, of course, none of those runs were mine. And I'm saying it's not him. And for the next five minutes, I was just going, no, 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 I'll be all right. You know, just you stay there. You say, just hit some boundaries. I couldn't actually breathe. How your, your fat 11 managed to run six threes in and over <laughs> is a mystery that will have to remain... Um, well, I don't know. Who was it? Botham and Cornwall. Botham and Rakim Cornwall. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's a long way round as well because you have to run round each other to get. Well, they both have runners. It's like twenty-five yards. Did they both have runners? (laughs) Ah, no, they didn't. But that might be something. They couldn't both have runners. No. Um, well, the, the other thing I have, yeah, the other thing I, ha- the other thing I have to say is that that, that, that not only was Botham un- un- unquestionably, although in the re- in the run through the um, the fat boys ended up on the wrong side of the result, dubious, some dubious not outs. It has to be said, um, Ian Botham managed to score ninety two and take six for thirty three. No, one hundred and thirty three. Sorry, six for one hundred and thirty three. Yeah. six overs. I remember when I played as that as a kid. Um, I, we used to. We tweaked it somehow so that it, it was slightly more, more realistic. realistic in terms of run rate rather than sort of 18s and over. I can't remember how we did it, but somewhere at the back of a box, I do have some old scorecards from about 1982. If I can ever dig those out, they might make interesting, interesting viewing. Look, well, my, you can there's my particular, particular oh, box. Nice. I'm just I've, got, I've got a little shame. tin one. The tin yeah. one. It's not on me. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, um, a little tin in here. Yeah. It looks like a looks like a box of snuff or something. Yes, about it. Yeah. as it should. Um, Chewing exactly. tobacco. So you mm. could, I, I understand that um, public school boys in, in days gone by would fashion their own equipment. So you get one of those, you know, uh, hexagonoid uh, shaped 
pencils, pencils? Yeah. and each right and each you know what i mean and each yeah. each um face of that would be a, a an event so you could choose your own effectively so if you thought the runway was too fast you just make you make one of them a dot board or a couple of them yeah. a dot board you know that sort of well can, yeah, yeah i used to do that actually i mean i used to play with ordinary dice i had a, a game that i developed for myself and used to play while sitting under the table uh, ignored by the rest of the family um, uh, where, where basically I decided that the six could either be out or a six and it was depending on my mood depending on my mood you know if it was six oh he's out you know and, uh, so, oh, whimsical. so uh, I'm, I'm yeah. afraid that is rather you know um, there's there's room for getting the uh, the ethics committee involved there because if you decide whether it's a six or whether it's not a six, you know, then uh, yeah. But I was only playing against the integrity myself, of I mean, the I game. I mean, if you were playing, playing Umar Akmal, can, can I make a plea for a section of the show called non cricket related hilarity? Yes, of course. Um, so this will please my missus as well. Um, this isn't anything new, but then when's that ever stopped us? Um, mm. I don't know if you ever come across uh, anything uh, something called customer support. Uh, oh you, God! I think I think it's been on. Um, this is this is a, a person who has made his Facebook name customer support, and he goes oh, on really? complaining, and then he goes <laughs> on there with these sorts of calls. So I'll give you an example. So someone has gone on to the uh, shoe zone, the shoe um, zone, shoe zone Facebook page, and said, um, "I bought a pair of shoes from your Kirkgate Bradford store, only to discover when I got home that there was a missing shoe." There was only one shoe in the box. How is this even possible? I called the store and they questioned why I didn't notice in the shop. The assistant got me a pair from the back and took them straight to the till. So why would I check? The store are refusing to do anything about this and have acted as if I'm trying to scam them. I want refunding immediately. So then customer support comes on and says, did your car turn into a pumpkin too? And then the person comes back and says, aren't you the comedian? I can't believe the attitude of this company and I will take this complaint to the top if I have to, to see who's laughing then. And then customer support comes back. Calm down, Cinders. We've had, to sight we've had a sighting of your shoe. Apparently, Prince Charming is walking around Bradford City Centre with a can of special brew in one hand and your shoe in the other, whilst calling out your name. If you hurry, you might catch him. Let's see how funny you think you are when I report it to your head office. They close at six, so you better hop to it. So, I mean, there's an enormous amount of fun to be had. I'll give you one more, because this really made me laugh. And this is particularly for my Mrs. Emma, who was in tears, having read about 20 of these on the trot. And she read me this one out. Um, so this is someone who's been into Tesco. The freezers in Tesco in Loughborough were broke again. It keeps happening when it's hot. Why do you not distribute existing stock in the working fridges instead of hiding them away? I spent ages looking for fish fingers in the working freezers, but no fish products at all were to be seen. I eventually found a shop worker who then disappeared to find out where the fish fingers were, but didn't come back. I then found someone else who disappeared for 10 minutes, then returned saying he'd found me a box of fish fingers in the back. It was a very frustrating, drawn out experience. Customer support comes on. The new Finding Nemo film sounds shit. <laughs> hey. Well, so the funniest thing I've seen this week is actually from uh, Grubby's domestic situation, where uh, there seems to have been some, some things broken and or spilt in the Grubby household, um, oh, God, which, yeah. has led to, um, which has led to a wonderful letter written by... Uh, how old is, uh, is your oldest? Ten. Ten. He's got ten. good handwriting for ten. And, you know, top quality syntax. And particularly, I was impressed with the punctuation. Uh, those quotation marks were wonderful. Yeah, and, uh, and this is the letter in question. It reads as follows. Dear Mum, we are very sorry that we, in inverted commas, spilt the gin and, in inverted commas, broke the printer. <laughs> you presume we spilt the gin, but I can assure you that we did not. Capitals, those last bits. You might have spilt the gin without knowing it by accident. 
That's true. In caps. We love you very much, Bertie and Freddie. XOXO. Um, oh. All of that on mischief managed note paper. Yeah. I think the so, official reaction to that is, got... is, oh, bless. <laughs> I don't know where they got those conniving ways from. So uh, well, I hope that the grubby household is getting back to normal and uh, the gin has uh, found its way back into the bottle and the printer's working again. And um, well, we should perhaps bring this, this star-studded evening. Should we adjourn? Uh, till next time. Uh, maybe we'll have yeah, some other guests time, as well. We I suppose. I, yeah, we might invite a few people. Like in. true gorillas, uh, we, have to, you know, we have to hide and we have to do it when, when nobody's expecting us. You know? Exactly. We have to we'll leak pop it out. out into the world. Well, we, we need to get out quite quickly because it'll go out of date, won't it? I mean, you know, we've been talking about so many things. Are, <laughs> from um, the 70s, yeah. From the 70s, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of curious. Should we put this out as a, a visual podcast? A vodcast? A vodcast? Uh, if people wish to see us, I, I think, I'm, I'm I think our public uh, need to be satisfied. Well, for I, once. I, in many ways. <laughs> um, I, I am particularly taken by your neck curtains, uh, Fred. Yeah, they're um, good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. tremendous neck curtains. I don't like neck curtains, actually. You don't? Really, oh, no, I would never have neck curtains of my own. Do you, do you give well, I don't have any dead cat basis? pictures. No, true, true. That's very true. Uh, neck curtains and um, neck curtains and conservatories. Those are the things that keep me up at night. Um, but until another night, until another night when we three and maybe others uh, would care to join us, um, we should say our farewell, should we not? Um, all right well um that's been it if you liked it um our name is um gorilla cricket if you didn't like it our name is what they used to be saying test match special <laughs> test match special that's the one yeah, yeah. of course it is um anyway watch out for our um uh, exciting uh, foray into dice cricket uh, later this week and also we're hoping to get a quiz up and running fairly soon too but in the meantime there are fabulous podcasts done by serious people like knackle and tony and we'll be back for a bit of fun and frolics um, probably around same time next week. So long. So long. Cheerio then. Oh, so that was the innings of Brendan McCollum. Scores lots of fours because he don't like to run them. And here we are waving Brendan McCollum goodbye. Whoa, whoa. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.